Welcome to your favorite comic book channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. And I'm Brian Moss. The Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon is out there to mitigate the Kayfabe effect. And uh, there's going to be a sleeper hit in this video that uh, you guys are going to want to jump on be soon before anybody else, man. Uh, but before we get into that, today the idea is we're celebrating Marie Severin. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the real showcases of her work was uh, Not Brand Ech. I believe is how it's uh, pronounced. <laughs> this was the Marvel Comics produced parody comic about Marvel Comics, uh, but they would get into some other things here and there. It was kind of kind of a remarkable title. One of the one of the more interesting Marvel comics that ever came from that kind of Silver Age period. Mm -hmm. In specific, we're going to take a look at the uh, Marie Severin works, but even like Jack Kirby was doing work. Yeah. And not brand X. Yeah, they had it would be considered like a star a caliber book, you know, like it had some heavy hitters. Yeah, Gene Colin would do strips, mm -hmm. uh Tom Sutton would do strips, and then uh you know Marie Severin had had a good showcase in, in, in all of them. And off the bat, like taking a look at her stuff, mm -hmm. you know, she is just a truly, truly solid cartoonist, man. Yeah. So when you um look at her past with her coloring um, the mad stuff and then you get this it's almost like mad 2.0 you know with more experience totally and what they would often do in the mad in mad magazine they would do comic book kind of parodies man where they would like crib, yeah. crib the exact style mm -hmm. so why not you know mad's popular Mm -hmm. So why not just uh, do do our own version? Exactly. And so then you get uh, the the aging Peter Pooper, <laughs> Spidey Man versus Nat Man and Rotten. <laughs> and um, so the cool thing about her work, um, especially in this, because think about if you're like correcting, um, coloring, editing um, at Mad, doing those kind of things, and then you're doing that at Marvel and. You take all that information and knowledge, and then you get to like do what I would consider like a dream job, something like this. And there's just so many good ideas in each panel. Right. So it's almost as if like it's this cathartic dumping of ideas. It's such a great thing to experience in her work. Yeah. Yeah. And she, you know, she was not consigned to just doing this humor stuff. She drew. Namor the Submariner. She drew Hulk comics. Mm -hmm. She did a great run on on Call the Conqueror with uh, her brother yeah. Inkener, and it looked damn near how Fosterish. Mm -hmm. uh, but she, uh, you know, she always was a humorous illustrator. You see those great parody caricatures of the EC staff that she would put together. Her Hulk is really funny with like no chin. Yeah, <laughs> no neck Hulk. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, a little Eggman. Mm -hmm. So it's her work. I think um, in this era is like it has that still a little bit of a crude line to it, but I would call it sexy. I don't find it to be crude at all. But Def definitely like a hand. Yeah, you know, you, like you see that you see the hand in it. Mm-hmm. And so to um, see the the level of like how dense it is, but to get like a lot of those callbacks to. You know, Mad is really great to see, and and specifically the Harvey Kurtzman Mad era that that totally. would that would have these kind of beats, second by second beats, mm -hmm. and you see them over and over and over again. Yeah, it's just pulling out the most familiar um, things about her, what she's like, you know, worked on in the past, 
This video is brought to you by the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. Three different levels of support at the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon, including the King Kayfaber level, which completely, completely mitigates the Kayfabe effect by uh, delivering those supporters all the videos before anybody else gets them. Ultimately, our videos are brought to you by the books that we make. Brian Moss, co-host on this episode, has Outer Heaven 1 out, working on issue number 2. And uh, these books are available at his Etsy store by way of his Instagram. This is his contact information right here. If you're interested in getting your hands on Outer Heaven, make sure you hit him up. Uh, shouts to everybody who bought the first couple print runs. I think it's now in its third printing. Mm. Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is coming to you soon. Uh, in time for the holidays, collecting all four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree for the 10 year anniversary. This is uh, going to be a, a 504 page hardcover book with 140 pages of extras, including a lot of artwork I drew exclusively for this book. The X-Men Grand Design Trilogy is coming to you at the end of the year also. Um, some volumes of X-Men Grand Design out of print right now. Get the handy dandy collection, you get it all. Red Room Crypto Killers 1 and 2 are out right now as of this recording. Uh, it is the last season of Red Room Comics. Two trade paperbacks of that are out there in the wild. Jimmy has Street Angel Princess of Poverty forthcoming. It is a companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. And if you have both volumes, you have all of Jimmy's uh, Street Angel content to date. And True Crime Funnies uh, has sold out for Jimmy, but he is uh, rushing to press a new print run for this fall. Uh, but you could read the entire True Crime Funnies at Jimmy's Patreon. He is also the author of Hulk Grand Design and the artist behind Playing Janes. Now that we're done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. And just her Incredible Hulk alone is like easily top three Hulk designs, you know, not this it one really specific. It really is, yeah, like the, her actual Incredible yeah, Hulk. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. The weight that she draws with is on another planet. But even like something like this, Ed, like to capture that expression with something like that small, you know, it's really beautiful, actually. Yeah, look at how off-register really really the color is in this oh, marble shape. Oh, man, yeah, it's wild. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it's distracting. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. This is great. Some cutaways. Mm -hmm. Just a really thoughtful cartoonist. Good with lighting. And mm -hmm. at this point, man, that brush inking is is superior. Like she knows what she's doing. Yeah. She would be called in to to fill in. You know, somebody would fuck up a deadline. Mm -hmm. She's gonna come in and save the day. She's she's one of the Ramito Raiders. Yeah. Very dense artwork. You know, she she is a master of the Will Elder School of Chicken Fat, mm -hmm. putting as many little jokes per square inch as, as possible. And uh, this page exemplifies that pretty pretty well. Yeah. And to see the idea of the parody of, like, uh, Marvel doing it on themselves, you know, taking the piss out of it, um, always a great uh, sight. Like, this is, like, ridiculously just, like, goofy. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> so unnecessary, but great at the same time. And they with the gummer. <laughs> Yeah, like we didn't even have to go there, <laughs> but we did, you know. <laughs> and uh, this magazine, it started in the 60s even, so, mm -hmm. so sort of at the height of Marvel when, you know, the, it was being embraced by co on college campuses, like, you know, all that era of mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, it does have that alternative feel to it, you know. 
this is always fun, man. There's a book called Mail Order Mysteries where uh, the guy made this great coffee table book where he basically found everything that is in the old comic book ads and uh, shows the actual object that you could buy. Oh, it's probably abysmal. It's probably terrible. All of it. Yeah, yeah, and gives like a little statement. But of course, it's not like any of these monkeys have survived since the 1960s. <laughs> right. So what he did was he found people who actually ordered the pet monkey. Right. And uh, this one story that he told on uh, some podcast was that, uh, you know, this monkey comes by way of the U.S. mail. And it's a box that has like a bunch of holes poked in it and stuff. And this monkey's coming from wherever the Miami, right? So he's pissed by the time that he <laughs> arrives in Iowa or something. And the, the the guy told the story that like they open the box and the monkey just jumps out, jumps like off of their shoulder, jumps onto the ceiling and pushes up the acoustic tile and hides in the ceiling. They saw the monkey for 10 seconds and then they had to like call some animal control guy to like get this monkey out of their ceiling. And in the late 60s, um, 1895 is a lot of money. Yeah, dude. <laughs> for a damn monkey. Right. <laughs> and then like, what you gonna do with that monkey? Right. How about this man, three point perspective? Yeah. You know, another riff on the Wally Wood. Building off on the yeah. Wally Wood stuff. Mm -hmm. Fantastic lettering, man. Artie Simek really perfected those that those lettering duties. Not just with your classic Lichtensteinian kind of mm -hmm. like uh, 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 sound effects, but look at the density of words from uh, Roy Thomas. Right. This is gonna bother me, Ed, for like the rest. Of, no different than the three fingers, like him wearing like regular shorts. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like just so distracting for the rest of the day. It's great. A little American Gothic because uh, why not? Superman is indicative of a kind of Americana. Yeah, Middle America, Kansas. Man, it's like foreshadowing uh, Christopher Reeve, right? Like I, I feel like I mm. see him in that. Yeah. In that face. Get a cool joker right there. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Comics Code Authority. Yeah, like just by picking up on these issues, you're going to get at least a thousand ideas. Right. You know, it's like literally that dense. <laughs> yeah, I remember in the Marvel comics from when we were kids, there would be like those Mile High Comics ads, that you know, the all yellow page and mm -hmm. super small type with all, this, all the uh, properties. And this non, not brand Eck would always be in there. Yeah. And they would be the cheapest oldest marvel comics that you could buy mm -hmm. like all the stuff from the 60s was like you know 50 bucks right. 60 dollars but like these would be like 10 dollars yeah that's wild her doing a, a kind of kayfabe nick nick fury joint mm -hmm. got a nice little tribute homage right there <laughs> yeah dude mm -hmm. with the brick coming out of mm -hmm. you know the hatch marks are very very close to like what will elder was producing in in, in his heyday mm -hmm. Forbish Man is the character that we're looking at. Kind of the uh, the, the Alfred E. Newman of Not Brand Eck. Mm -hmm. I always found this character to be um, interesting, but like the most bizarre idea because it's just like, well, what do you do with this? You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, it's a pan, but it has two holes in it. It does sound like, <laughs> look, like a very uh, effective pan. Oh, yeah. It's like. Or pot, I guess. Right. And Forbish, it's kind of like. You know, like those movies like a Mandy or whatever, where like they're trying to make a, a like a cult hit movie. Mm -hmm. Like they're trying to get all of those mad isms like uh, uh, Potts Rebbe and like the weird words right. that that was in in Mad Magazine. But mm -hmm. like that happens naturally. You can't just create a whole character. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There has to be a little bit of organic evolution. 
And so these next issues get really thick, actually. So more content. This one has some really rich imagery in it. Oh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Got another Pogo tribute <laughs> instead. Playboy bunnies. <laughs> There's Hef himself. Mm -hmm. What's great is it's not far from like a timely comic. You know, I wonder how many people would still, like, remember those at this time. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, what a great illustration. You know, like, I'm going to say it again. Will, Will Elder, like, he set the template he, with his great King Kong parodies. Uh, it's even inked closely to mm -hmm. what, what Elder put down. But that is not diminishing her skill set. Like, she is freaking fantastic. Right, yeah, it's a compliment, if anything. Knocking it out of the park, dude. Mm -hmm. Look at this, dude, with depth of field. Yeah, the scale is pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah, and just that those hazy backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you think about it, especially over the time, it's just like to get all of these proportions within the same, like, realm would be so difficult. Absolutely, man. That freaking Phantom Eagle guy. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like a little nod to uh, what's uh, Herb Trimpy. Mm -hmm. You got Snoopy and the Red Baron. Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that one. Yeah, <laughs> good eye. And like sometimes they get pretty dense, but it's just one of those things. It almost feels like a little Nemo page where you can spend like an entire like comic reading session on just one page, you know? Right. Absorbing all the details. This one is laid out very much like a uh, mad comic. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, this is a freaking Steranko uh, parody by. <laughs> right with a Snoopy. That's, that's fun. <laughs> Such a great humorist. Mm -hmm. like nothing looks boring yeah everything's active yeah i think curves are a big part of that not mm -hmm. having too many uh sh like straight straight edges look as soon as i say that check out those buildings mm -hmm. you know no straight edges no no 90 degree angles mm -hmm. that's a rule man yep We could go through these all freaking day. Yeah. Because there is some key stuff. You know, like, they, with these guys mostly draw in superhero comics, so when they have that opportunity to draw some other shit, yeah. like, they're really going to um, indulge in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like, think about every idea that an asshole editor rejected. You know, that was, like, a good idea, and you're like, I'll save it for my own book. Right. You're getting that here, even though the ideas are, like, goofy. Yeah, you take it to the absurd or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's still really solid ideas. Visually, also. Like this man paid by numbers. <laughs> I don't know that this is her. Actually, it's not. It's, I see Tom Sutton's name. Mm -hmm. But it's worth checking out, man, because it's Sutton doing kayfabe strips based on other strips and i am a sucker for that mm -hmm. i love that kind of thing man so trying to do like a batman sunday uh it's tom sutton doing a pogo strip mm -hmm. down to the lettering you know shouts to probably Artie simek on the lettering duties mm -hmm. he had to get like his chiseled uh pen nibs you know yeah and mimicking the 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 harold gray lettering on a uh, little orphan annie mm -hmm. yeah and this was probably just like such a um celebration like they're probably just like please let me do something besides a superhero all the time you know like they get to actually express like some really loose 
Bigfoot ideas. They did all. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> doing Dick Tracy, but they they didn't catch the lettering uh, in this one. Oh, but this is 60s era Dick Tracy when uh, everybody's flying around in those thimbles and going to the moon. That's that era, dude. Like, that's the, weird. The this lettering is... is good. Like, you know, the lettering is the closest because, like, it's. Charles Schultz is special. Mm -hmm. It might look simple, but it ain't. Right. And you know these are other like comic strip characters mm -hmm. that have just kind of been lost to time. This has um, something they would do today, totally. You know, the idea of like a chibi style. Yeah, riff. yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. But the bodies are even still too long. Like, mm -hmm. like uh, it makes you appreciate Schultz even more. Cause right. Because it's, it's, it's really kind of off. And uh, it's Sutton, I guess, doing a Prince Valiant piece man which ain't easy mm -mm. no yeah i would totally order. avoid that one <laughs> so i was like can you do this i'm like no i cannot <laughs> <laughs> now let's take a look at the uh oh yeah this is a real fun marie severin piece to the comic oh drawing yeah. lessons we were laughing and joking about this because like i would actually xerox that and keep that right like, those are some pretty freaking good ears but then it does get to the absurd of like this is what a good person's mouth looks like that's a bad guy <laughs> right yeah and having all of this stuff it's fun for production reasons mm -hmm. and it shows you also that you can like kind of mix mess mess with the format you know and like kind of just go beyond a traditional comics which you know? yeah which is what uh Mad did in the comics form like later in the game mm -hmm. as, as Kurtzman and crew became more comfortable with what they were doing. They were yeah. able to play around with stuff. Some more or less. Dude, this is dude, this is the first how to draw comics to Marvel way. Yo, man. you said it, Ed. I'm with you, bro. <laughs> totally. Because it's like, you know, here's the wrong way, here's the right way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> dude, this is funny shit because this is hack shit. Mm -hmm. A cars and machinery. Like, no, you just draw two tires. Right. It's almost making fun of Kirby. Because mm -hmm. Kirby will figure out those, like, the shortcuts. Shortcut. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why is it a shortcut? Because he's he did five pages that day. Like, right. give the man a break. Dude, this is the first How to Draw Comics to Marvel way. It really is. Mm -hmm. What a great discovery. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you can still pretty much find these books. They're um, pretty available. I would just say get them sooner than later because um, even these copies that we have here, they're falling apart. So it's hard to say. I don't even know if this stuff's been reprinted or what. Yeah, it's a good question. This is so interesting too, man. Phil Suling, the the creator of the direct the comic book direct market, the the proprietor of the Suling cons of of New York City in like the early '60s, did a little Marvel writing. How about that? Didn't know that one. There's our chinless. Mm -hmm. We should bring him back. <laughs> Incredible <laughs> Hulk. <laughs> it's so funny. It's demented. Mm -hmm. The um, this is actually a good example of how she manages weight. You know what I mean? Because like I wouldn't even consider like the physics of inside the building. Right. You know what I mean? And that right there says so much totally. you know what I mean totally we can extend that to this piece here because like that feels more like a swinging spider-man than the cover of amazing fantasy 15 mm -hmm. you know and it's the kids that sell it it's the hair like yeah. you, you, it's it's a complex movement mm -hmm. that's that flows like this rather than just in a single direction mm -hmm. 
All right, man. Should we should we bust out the uh, should we bust out the 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 secret sauce, man? The the comic that she worked on and did a phenomenal job on, but everybody uh, ignores. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. She was the principal artist on Muppet Babies. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite dollar bin books, probably quarter bin when I was getting them. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and uh, she the method that she's using. You know, just look at it. Look at the weight. She's inking mm -hmm. it herself. She's, she's got that, that that thick brush that she's employing. Uh, the format of it is not unlike like Little Lulu mm -hmm. type format, where it's like four tier pages and, you know, like eight tier structure, mm -hmm. but solid, solid, solid cartooning. First off, you're, you're dealing with good bones because the Muppet Baby designs are incredible. Right. One of the best. So good. The colors uh, all sort of pop off of each other. Mm -hmm. There's a great harmony between all the characters. Absolutely, man. Uh, and they're very, very... Like, the, the whole idea of Muppet Babies is very elastic mm -hmm. because, you know, they're doing Star Wars, they're doing all of that kind of stuff. And she will do it, you know? They do the Star Wars parodies and mm -hmm. things. Yeah, this book really shows, like, her range. Um, just because, too... When I was getting these books before I knew who she was, um, it was just one of those things where I'm like, man, why do I connect with these? You know what I mean? Like, what is it about these? And then, you know, it, you start doing the footwork and figuring it out. Just super, super, super solid cartooning. Mm -hmm. I believe there was a Muppet Babies daily strip that was in some markets. And uh, we were looking at a comic scene where, like, syndicates or newspapers were were were, uh, were bidding on who was going to carry it. So, so, like, all these papers wanted it. And uh, it was just a, a property that endured. You know, they were some of the best McDonald's toys mm -hmm. from, from yep. our era. Just like really solidly uh, constructed. Yeah. And the, they did not put a slouch on the licensed comic book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was one of those things because even when you look back at other properties of the time, because it wasn't really marketed towards us, you know what I mean, this, in a traditional way. But the quality of the show <clears throat> lends itself to like you know con conveying that same idea in comic form so it's just one of those things where the characters work because if you think about like let's say like scrappy doing stuff like that those were like very annoying characters that people like that didn't pass the saturday morning cartoon evolution you know it's true but something like this still holds up today you could reprint these and you know it's it's it has the same function that a GI Joe would, mm -hmm. which when I was a kid, I would maybe grab a Daredevil comic if I already got the GI Joe comic. Right. You know, like it's like I'm going for the GI Joe first. Mm -hmm. uh, so you put this stuff out that's like familiar to us kids. You know, uh, even Spider Man. The cartoon wasn't that great. Right, exactly. You might see that like CGI Spider-Man at the end of some cartoons, mm -hmm. like the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon yep. and stuff. Mm -hmm. But that was it, and it was cool. But it was like whatever. Muppet Babies is going to create comic readers, right? Uh, at at you know that that period. Totally, and like even her um, the cartooning style of like the characters that aren't in the world. Um, have a sense of richness to them as well. Absolutely, which really falls short in a lot of this kind of thing. Exactly, because this would all be fudged. Like, they would just um, one-line that, you know. And it'd be super generic and yeah. real whack, and it wouldn't have, like, that, that fun stuff where it's like, all right, put a real one in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
rendering all that out beautiful solid beautiful cartoonist now now we're getting deep into like carl bark's territory right with this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and all the ads are, are pitch perfect and spot on GoBots, he they actually call it he man mm-hmm. not fat masters of the universe that's funny. right oh dude 32 bold new tv new adventure so it's just getting started mm-hmm. and this is the other star comics so there would be masters of the universe peter porker which is whatever right there was that ewoks cartoon that was that was uh out there for a while and care bears was a best-selling title in the uk that's interesting this star comic <laughs> it, it was probably one of the more uh popular Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. I do have some of the Care Bears. I just haven't um, tapped them yet or anything or looked into them. You know, sometimes you just buy stuff. Yeah. And then we return back home from the adventure. Always got the nanny mm-hmm. seeing her her, her, her gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Yeah. There it is, man. Celebrating the great Marie Severin. Somebody whose name we mentioned a lot of times. Probably uh, Jack Kirby's best colorist. If you take a look at that 2000, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey Treasury Edition. Yeah. Uh, the colorist of the EC comics, including all of the Mad comics, and not a slouch cartoonist by any stretch. Amazing. Good to it's, go, B? Yep. Oh, you... oh, I was going to say, now it's just great to look back at our work in like this, this format, so... Thank you for that. Yeah, this is really fun. And thank you for bringing this stuff on by, man. For sure. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. The King Kayfabers on our Patreon have the advantage of getting the books that we talk about. They're already going up and, sc- and scooping up those Muppet Babies for, for super Hell cheap yeah. offline yeah. because they got these videos before anybody else. So support the uh, Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon. And uh, you will be able to get uh, all the videos before anyone else if you are a King K Faber. Vids are brought to you by the books that we make. And Brian Moss has Outer Heaven number one. Brian, tell the people how they can get their hands on this thing. Outer Heaven number one is out now. You can get it on my Instagram page, Strange Things Moss. You can also get it on my Etsy page, Strange Things Moss. Uh, it's available also through my email, Strange Things Moss. So any way you want it, you can get it. And it's in the third printing now, man. Yes. Thanks to the KFA body and support in Brian's, uh, Brian's work. Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus coming to you this October, collecting all four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree, including 140 pages of all new material that is going to uh, comprise this 504-page book, which will be the ultimate statement on Hip Hop Family Tree. Also, X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback is coming to you in time for the holidays. There's a volume out of print of uh, X-Men Grand Design, so this is your way to snap up the complete X-Men Grand Design comic all in one, one stop. Red Room is my latest concern, and there are two Red Room trade paperbacks out there, but working on that third one. This is the final season of Red Room. As of this recording, two issues out, but by the time you see this video, there will be three, and each issue is completely self-contained. So you see a Red Room out in the wild, give it a shot. If you dig it, grab another, see if you like it, and uh, you know, keep parlaying. Jimmy has True Crime Funnies one out in the wild and uh right at this moment you guys snapped them all up uh so he's got to go into reprints right now which is he's feverishly uh, trying to make that happen 
Uh, so you got to go to his Patreon if you want to read True Crime Funnies right at this moment. And stay tuned to the Kayfabe channel. We will let you know when uh, the reprint comes out. Street Angel, Princess of Poverty is coming to you this holiday season. And it is the companion piece to Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive. You have both volumes. You complete the uh, Street Angel bibliography. All the Street Angel comics are, are yours at that point. Jimmy did Hulk Grand Design and is the artist of Plain Janes. There is merchandise, hats, fanny packs, t-shirts, and more. We have a newsletter. All of these things are in the link in the description below. And uh, any of your sharing of these links or any of that stuff really helps out the channel. BMOS, thank you so much for bringing this Marie Severance stuff by, man. Please give the Kayfabers their marching orders and we'll be on our way. Read more comics. <laughs>